Radio Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network. All right, everybody, welcome to Culture Insanity. We uh, have about an hour here or so to get started on talking about a bunch of different um, topics. Uh, and there's actually things to talk about in the news this time. So um, we'll, actually, we'll skip the What's Trending page, and we'll go straight to talking about Leah Thomas. Actually, let's talk about, let's talk about Kanye real let's quick. Let's talk about Ye? Let's talk about Ye. So we'll play you just a little clip of a video here, um, which is about the controversy with uh, Trevor Noah is talking about it. So check it out. One of the strangest things to try and wrap your head around, I find especially in America, is when a story stops only applying to the, um, not the industry that it's in, but sort of like the sector that it's in, and when, it's, when it starts affecting everybody or speaking to everybody, you know? What I mean by that is there are some stories that are purely like entertainment. It's tabloid. It is, it is what it is. There are some stories that are only sports. There are some stories that are only in the world of fight. But then there are some stories that I feel transcend everything and then speak to larger conversations. What was that, producer? And I honestly think... Oh, we, it's kind of patchy on the feed. We can't quite hear the, the thing. All right, well, it's playing anyway. <laughs> um, the Kim Kardashian, Kanye West, Pete Davidson situation is turning into that, you know? It started very much in the land of tabloid, but I feel it's creeping and has crept into a world that more people should pay attention to, but not for the reason that you may think, you know? For those who don't, for those who don't know, Kim Kardashian was married to Kanye West. If you don't know that, I really envy your life. I wanna know how you roll and how you avoid all these things. <laughs> but they were married, they got divorced, and over time, Kanye has become more and more belligerent in how he tries to get Kim back. Like when it started, it was, it was, you know, some would say romantic. Oh, I want you back and, you know, here are roses and this is my dream. And, the, and some people are like, oh, okay, it makes sense. You're trying to win somebody back. We understand. All right. So what you have here is Trevor Noah talking about uh, Kanye West or Ye, as he uh, officially is called now, and uh, his um, feud with Pete Davidson. Um, he... We wouldn't even honestly talk about this if it weren't for the fact that Kanye is a professing um, believer. Uh, we're going to play like a little clip from a video that he released. He was once from around the Here, I'm going to, uh, just so you know, this uh, has some disturbing imagery in it. Uh, so, you know, yeah. Uh, but this is what's out there, so. My life was never easy. Won't he do it? My life was never easy. This next one gonna be easy. So if you didn't catch it, there was a little uh, image of a dude who looks uh, a lot like Pete Davidson, honestly. We got him up there on the screen. Um, looks a lot like Pete Davidson. Uh, this was released on the day that uh, 
his wife got officially separated from him in the courts. Um, and she's dating Pete Davidson. Now, why is this an issue? Again, because he's a professing Christian. And so they're going back and forth, and he's saying all these things. And this is a video of him burying Pete Davidson, which at the end he calls a joke. But um, I don't know. I, we just uh, – Yeah. It's it's pretty disturbing. Um, you'll notice that it's done in German expressionism uh, <laughs> imagery um, for those film buffs out there. So it's like you know, in black and white, and like harsh harsh contrasts, and so on and so forth, to really drive home that uh, that depth. So, what, what's your take on that, Jamie? Well, you know, obviously, as a professing Christian, there's a there's a specific way that uh, you should be conducting yourself. Uh, when I was, uh, you know, uh, contemplating stuff, um, uh, James 1, uh, 20 came to me. Uh, James 1, 20 is, uh, came to me because uh, part of our men's Bible study, uh, the, we're going through and we're uh, teaching people how to do Bible studies, and we actually went over this uh, as part of uh, my household in the Bible study. Uh, James one twenty states that uh, human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires, and it tells us uh, then in twenty one to get rid of all filth and evil in our lives and to humbly accept the word of God as planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. Uh, this uh, came to me because it really seems that he's acting out of anger, trying to bring around the justice that he thinks uh, should be there. Um, that uh, he should be able to still be with his, uh, you know, with his his wife, uh, the mother of his children, and he is uh, expressing anger at the fact that she's with uh, this other person now. And do you think that? I mean, do you think that he shouldn't have anger about it? I'm not saying that he shouldn't have anger, but there's a difference uh, in being. Uh, angry and then uh, letting anger rule how it is that you act. And I think that uh, this really seems to be a, a, a hugely emotional expression, which is interesting, of course, because he's an artist. So often your art is going to reflect what's going on in your life. But uh, I think that uh, as, a, as a Christian, you have to, to be able to hold that um, hold that uh, power that you have as an artist to create uh, in check and uh, to not just uh, use it as a, as a vehicle for lashing out. What do we do about the fact that uh, there's maybe like a righteous indignation about that? Righteous indignation, for those people who don't know, is uh, basically a righteous anger, like the type of anger that God would have against things like infidelity, um, so on and so forth, which, you know, him and his wife are, well, I guess, are they divorced now? Uh, she they're legally separated. She, did, she got a uh, she got a judgment so that it would, they were legally separated, but the, I don't believe the divorce has gone through yet. Okay, yeah. So what do we what do we do with the expression of that against something that is actually, um, you know, unbiblical? You know, that's a that's a good question to uh, really try to put things into perspective um, in how it is that, that we deal with things. Obviously things like this should anger us. I guess really the question is uh, can or should he be holding Kim accountable uh, to those, uh, those standards that he himself is uh, should be hold uh, held accountable to is Kim a confessing Christian? 
I don't know. Doesn't doesn't seem like it though. Doesn't doesn't really seem like it. No. Um, so to uh, th- we go into a situation where it seems like they're unequally yoked in that case, then, mm-hmm. which does create a, a huge issue. Um, righteous indignation, uh, you know, being uh, uh, being anger, anger, angry, <laughs> mm-hmm. being angry uh, because you see something that is an injustice. Um, still, you know, there is a specific way that we are supposed to uh, react in that. And uh, quite honestly, it's fine to be angry with something. Like I said, no problem with being angry. Um, But uh, it is uh, not something that we take upon ourselves then to enact what we feel would be justice uh, in that. Um, It would be much better, uh, personally, in my opinion, if he was to conduct himself... um, you know, uh, more appropriately uh, to treat her uh, still with love, not to lash out against whoever it is that, that she's now dating, um, to uh, show what, uh, you know, what we would expect uh, someone who is supposed to be holding themselves to a standard to show, to hold those things into check and to act um, like, uh, like uh, you know, Jesus would if you're going to say you're a follower of him. And then... I see Jesus condemning that, but I don't see him attacking and, you know, using imagery to cut off the the heads of her, her lovers or what have you. Yeah. Well, I think that that's the difficult part is, and for Kanye West, yay, if you're listening, which I highly doubt, but <laughs> you can talk to the tens of followers that we have and, you know, maybe somehow they'll DM you. But if you're listening, I think the thing that I'm most concerned about here is... Um, two th- well, two things. One, the witness of it, right? Which is, this is not the love of Christ. Like, the love that you have for your wife, which should be the love of Christ, doesn't produce uh, this type of expression. It just doesn't. Um, this type of expression is destructive. That's not how God is. Um, and so, while you can have a righteous anger, that anger shouldn't lead you to sin. Um, but then you've got a bunch of people following you. And that's that's the other thing, right? Well, that's uh, that's one of the the it's like an extra layer because you have now this platform, right, that puts mm-hmm. you out in the eye of the public. Uh, so you, I think, have almost a greater responsibility to put uh, <clears throat> those uh, those feelings of, of hate and anger aside and to focus on how it is that you really should be conducting yourself in the midst of these things. And let, let's be honest, uh, the whole situation really, it, it sucks. And I would, I would yeah. hate to, to find myself uh, in that, uh, you know, heart-wrenching type of situation. But mm-hmm. um, you, you, you have to live by your standard regardless of the circumstances, not because right. of the circumstances. Well, and if there's any, if there's any chance of reconciling with Kim, it's not going to be cultivated by this. So and it really it really presents a, a bad witness and and I think that's really what it comes down to is um, it's really clear here that Kim is an idol in the sense that um, the standards that Ye has adopted for himself uh, between him and his God he still hasn't um, given over when it comes to her he's willing to act outside of how. God would have him act if he professes to be a Christian when it comes to her. So 
um, you know, the call there is to repent of that and to confess it. And, and I don't think he's beyond that personally. Um, oh, no, I still, I mean, there, there are moments of conversation. Of course, most of it is played out over, you know, Twitter or what have right, you. Right, right. Instead of direct conversation. But there are Which moments. Which he got banned from for a day or something, he right? Did, he did get, uh, because of uh, stuff like this, yeah. and, and yeah, it's, uh, yeah, something that they just wouldn't, wouldn't tolerate. Which, yeah. you know, kind of makes sense uh, in that regard. But uh, there... I would like to say that uh, there's not really anything uh, that he's not able to come back from here in, in that regard. Well, and we've seen him. We've seen him make drastic moves in regard to his faith. Yes. So it is, you know, it is possible. And so I, you know, I don't know if anyone's doing this, but again, maybe the tens of followers that we have can somehow <laughs> can somehow get a hold of them. But um, your responsibility, yay, is to is to stop idolizing her and confess and repent and then love her. And that doesn't mean that you have to hold that the way that she's acting is appropriate. And it doesn't mean that she won't be judged for her actions, but um, you know, who, who are you? The, just uh, the call to put things into a proper perspective and to put uh, the, you know, the marriage or whatever the relationship is at this point and put that before God and be okay with how God works through this situation. And, right. Uh, allow <clears throat> allow him to to you know the call the shots really show that he is leading uh, you instead of you deciding that, that that this is what you're going to do because that is literally the the type of thing that led to uh, the the fall and and the exit from the garden. Right. And we'll be praying for we'll be praying for you. Um, there's a bunch of us here who really appreciate your musical journey. In fact, I just got a copy of College Dropout oh, on yeah. vinyl. My kid gave me a copy of it. Nice. And it's a it's a great album. I mean, obviously, it's part of the journey, so there's a lot of things on there that I don't agree with. But in terms of it musically, it's a great album. Um, and I think that I think Kanye has a or Ye has a lot to say. So uh, yeah, but let's move on. Let's play Absolutely. Trivial Pursuit. Uh oh. Here we go. All right. Now remember, one of the signs of getting older is memory loss, Josh. Pick a... (laughs) Pick a... (laughs) You know, I always won Trivial Pursuit uh, when we played with Adam, so... uh, Pick a color. Um, Let's uh, see. I think you're you're Roy G. Biv, so just pick a color. Okay. uh, Yellow. Yellow. Okay, here we go. Ricky Lake was arrested while at a 1994 protest organized by what activist group? Dead air. Dead air. Dead, I'm sorry. I'm trying to think here. <laughs> I, it's not like I followed the career of Ricky Lake that closely. I oh, mean, come on. Hairspray. Hairspray. Her she own was show. On, uh, I, she yeah. played Kevin James's sister in uh, 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 that one show that I really like. <laughs> King of Queens, King of Queens, oh, King. Of, uh, there you I, go. I don't know. Uh, was it? A, I don't know. I have no idea. I really don't. It's like, the one activist group that you can think of. Uh, abortion rights. Oh no, no abortion. No, no. You're thinking like a. You're thinking like a white cisgendered Christian. I well, it's Peta. Oh really? Peta. Yep. Really? Yeah. She's arrested for. Uh, but she was in hairspray. Do you know how much yeah, testing I I know. they did? That's on when that she was hairspray. a kid. Okay. All right. Let's move on. 
Um, we'll talk about our big subject now. Uh, we're going to talk about the Leah Thomas, I don't know, scandal, debacle, whatever. Um, let's define it really quickly. You want to you hit that? Uh, yeah. So uh, basically you have uh, Leah Thomas who uh, has uh, come out as uh, female, uh, was born uh, a male. And after uh, after uh, puberty, has uh, now decided to live as a, a female, and uh, the NCAA has uh, made the decision that uh, Leah can swim as uh, as a woman in in the uh, women's swimming and compete against other women. Uh, you know, despite the fact that. Uh, Leah was born uh, a biological male. All right, so let's check out some footage. This is from the Today Show. Blaine, it's not just today's race. Leah is actually competing in three different events. How do we see the rest of these championships playing out for her? Hoda, there is so much to watch, to watch, to watch, to watch. So she's going to first hit the pool this morning at 10 o'clock. That's the 500-yard freestyle. The prelims finals are tonight. She's face, face, face to win the 500 and the 200-yard freestyles. She's also swimming in the 100-yard freestyle. He's got a shot there. But in addition to watching for her winning those races, Hoda, we're also watching for the potential. She is within striking distance of the long-held collegiate records by Missy Franklin and Katie Ledecky. So, of course, we're going to be watching to see if she uh, touches touches those records during this weekend, too. Hoda. All right. Blaine Alexander Force in Atlanta. Blaine, thank you. Blaine, it's oh. not just to... You'll notice that uh, Max Hedrum was. Yes. <laughs> was, you guys probably don't know who Max Hedrum is, but. Uh, I remember that one. Matt Frewer. Matt Frewer. Um, it was a show in the, what, 80s, right? Yeah, late. Late 80s or early 90s yeah. uh, with a computer voice sort of thing. I, it, it had to be in the 80s because uh, Back to the Future 2 references it, and I think that was 1989. Well, that's late 80s. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. You'll notice that uh, the lady from Atlanta, don't know her name, uh, she just said it, but I started talking about Matt Frewer, so I got, <laughs> I got sidetracked. Uh, you'll notice that the lady from Atlanta is really, really excited about all the record-breaking that Leah Thomas um, is doing. But this whole Leah Thomas thing has just like blown up, um, and there's good reason. Uh, so to frame the to frame the argument, there's a couple things that's going on. But basically, what's the whole thing is that for many years, really for the last fifty years, I think women's rights um, in sports have been like protected among other places. And now what you have happening is you have biological males coming in to to the sports categories and. Um, beating women, biological women, at their sports. And so there's a bunch of people who are up in arms about this. So there's um, obviously DeSantis. DeSantis is the Florida governor, right? And I think she's actually from, or not, um, the, the second place, the second place uh, swimmer uh, is actually from Florida. And so he like made this proclamation saying that in Florida, she's the first place winner. And so that's like, that's a big deal. Um, you've got, uh, in Arizona, there's a school district in Arizona. I think that like wrote a long letter, like asking for reform and so on and so forth, because, um, 
they because they want to protect the rights of their women and they're wondering like basically how this can be um you have there's a whole scandal in fact i think i have a video for this let me pull it up or maybe not a video here i've got a image we can get that on screen i don't yeah um we have this image here and there's a scandal with airbrushing and you'll see uh the caption it says did the today show just majorly airbrush this photo of leah thomas and you can see that the difference even even on the pixelated version that's on our screen there's you can see that like the harshness of things um has been like blurred out and so on and so forth and let me let me just scroll up the page so you can see oh dinosaurs uh okay so there's that no. Well, anyway, uh, the photographer, uh, Curtis Hawk, I think, Curtis Hook, or I don't know. The, the, actually, I guess I don't know his name, but the photographer was all up in arms about this. Absolutely. Uh, he was talking about how he provides like realistic imagery of sporting events, and he's angry that they, that they're basically like defaming him, like his work isn't good enough. Um, <clears throat> to show this, let me see if I can get a better image here. If that works, I think this, I think this works pretty well. Yeah. Um, we have a leg on our end, so we can't really see what's on the screen for a couple seconds. But you can see, well, I guess you can. You can see right above here that she's got like the goggles, and it's possible that that's an aspect of it that the they're trying to uh, like get rid of the goggles and stuff like that. Um, you know, to, to pretty up the, uh, the image. I don't know. What I know is it's, it's causing a bunch of issues. Yeah, well, there was uh, the, yeah, the photographer is uh, definitely upset. They, they actually presented several photos. Yeah, I know. It's, I was looking for more. There's more uh, photos of it. <clears throat> there are more photos. But, uh, yeah, there, obviously, as a, as a photographer, as an artist, uh, that, uh, that is, you know, uh, worth worth their, their salt when it comes to photography. You're very protective of your photos. That uh, that makes sense. This is what you are producing, uh, your art, artistic vision. Uh, this particular uh, photographer obviously prides themselves in, you know, uh, a real, um, you know, uh, true life uh, pictures, uh, especially when you're taking pictures of uh, athletes. Uh, and it kind of feeds into the, oh, we have to soften, you know, this particular photograph uh, so that uh, Leah would look more uh, feminine is what it comes down to. Right. So this isn't, a, this isn't a new subject. It was, you know, hotly debated specifically uh, during the Olympics, the last Olympics. Mm -hmm. they had, there's a trans weightlifter that was involved in that. Um, but this is it's becoming like a it's becoming a really big deal in regard to um, it's polarizing like this for whatever reason this particular thing is polarizing and I think really what it comes down to is you're seeing the um, you're seeing the camps uh, which have been mostly progressive fight against each other here specifically that of the feminist camp and then the I don't know if I would. Yeah, then the, the trans, transgender, trans, trans rights. Yeah, trans, trans rights, rights camp. camp. You know, interesting thing in that regard. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner. 
yes, has I spoken out. And uh, Caitlyn Jenner said uh, basically in a tweet that it's not transphobic or anti-trans. It's just common sense that uh, Leah Thomas uh, is not the rightful winner. Right. Um, in, in that regard. And you'll note that Caitlyn Jenner is a previous Olympian. Right. So uh, that's not, for the record, that's not uh, us affirming her, like, by calling. <laughs> yeah, there you right. go. It's so hard it's, to, yeah, it's, to it's navigate this. Um, that's not us affirming Caitlyn Jenner's, um, you know, identity in, in regard to being trans. Um, that's the name that they, that he, that, you know, whatever. That's, that's the name they choose. So uh, whatever, that people are allowed to choose their own name. Um, but it is interesting that that affirmation doesn't extend to sports right. with Caitlyn Jenner, who's really kind of the progenitor of this modern movement of trans. Well, definitely, I mean, considered, uh, you know, interesting enough, considered woman of the year. Yeah. Um, uh, which is, you know, a, is that hip- another topic. Is that hypocritical? Uh you know, I think there's a difference between uh, some uh, random award by a magazine versus right. an actual athletic competition where you pit yourself right. against your opponent. Um, and, you know, they'll, they'll talk about, oh, well, there's uh, on top of genetics, there's also coaching and there's the number of hours that you spend in the pool and that type of thing. And uh, what it comes down to is, you know, when you grow up and go through puberty with uh, with male uh, you know, predominant hormones, does that make a difference in how it is that your body is built right. post-puberty? Post-puberty. Stumbled on that a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, here it is. So DeSantis signed a proclamation declaring University of Virginia swimmer Wayant a Sarasota native and 2020 Olympic silver medalist. So the so who this this woman a biological woman competing in women's sports is a 2020 Olympic silver medalist and she was beaten by over a second I think yeah. by Leah Thomas and uh, Leah Thomas yeah, yes by Leah Thomas and um yeah it was you know this this title the, the, and you saw you saw the newscaster she was like oh she's getting close to this record and this record and this record right those records were set by women. Right. This woman, this uh, biological woman, um, is like one of the best, one of the best in the Absolutely. world. And yet, you know, the ability for her to set records is being taken from her and so on and so forth. And so what do, what do we have to look for? What do we have to look forward to here? Like what, what are we taking from this story? What does it mean? What are, what are our predictions here? Well, I think that you see here just uh, what happens when you start to bend rules and definitions. It has far bigger outreaching consequences than uh, you would think that it uh, that it would. Um, it goes beyond just oh, this is my personal choice, and now it's actually starting to affect. Uh, you know, affect other people in their daily lives. It's not just oh, it's now a personal choice because I live in a society. Now it's affecting the other people that I never intended or never thought that it would. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, now you are, are dealing with the consequences of that and you'll see a continued, uh, you know, the continued outfall, um, of that, uh, as, as we go on, you, it's not, uh, not trending towards better, although there is further outcry now because there are some direct comparisons. You do have people coming out, uh, for, uh, for women's rights, but they are blurring, you know, you got a, a line that's been blurred already when you, you say, oh, well, you know, now I'm, you know, I, I wish to be identified as a woman. So does that mean that the woman rights, uh, your woman rights trumps a biological woman's rights, or is it the exact same as that? It's it's a mess of definitions that constantly change. It's so, so confusing. It's your chaotic. your two daughters are grown up. My my two daughters are still growing. What do you like? What do you think about this in terms of like opportunities for your? Um, if you were in my position, so I have a I have a basically six month old daughter. And I have a nine-year-old daughter, um, biologically. If you were in my position and you still, you know, and you're sort of predicting, you put your daughters into sports, fat chance it's going to happen with me unless they want to. But that being said, um, you know, like, what what do you think about this? Like, how would you feel if you were in that position? Uh, well, you know, quite honestly, when it comes to uh, my children in sports, it was a great opportunity for them to learn to work together uh, as a team uh, to, to come together and learn, uh, you know, how to, to operate even in a society, uh, work towards a common goal, uh, to feel some sense of accomplishment. Um, not the, no offense to my daughters, but they were not, uh, stellar athletes. Oh yeah. They're definitely not Olympians. No, no. uh, <laughs> they're not definitely not competing at this level. Uh, I love them dearly. That's just not their forte and that's fine. They deal more with say mental. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I think that this uh, changes the ability to even have some type of uh, sense of accomplishment uh, for young ladies growing up today. Uh, the, you, you spend years fighting for women's rights. Mm -hmm. uh, then you turn around and say, well, you know, if you feel like you're a woman, you're a woman. Right. So therefore, uh, men can be women. And so women's rights are really men's rights. So women don't have any rights other than it, it becomes a chaotic type situation. Yeah. And it takes away opportunity for uh, people to to be able to, you know, be be their best, be recognized for being at their best. And uh, it's not uh, it's not conducive. I mean, I did hear somebody and I, and I don't disagree. It's uh, you know, why do we have the NBA and the WNBA then, mm. you know? If there's not really a difference, if, you know, you have like some of the, the great basketball players that can just decide now that they're, they're women, if they've been dealing with this and it's been repressed for years, uh, why can't they, you know, come back even from retirement and decide now that they're women and compete in the WNBA? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are interesting questions from a biblical perspective. I think one of the things that we need to lean into is just identity in general and finding our identity in God and what happens when we choose not to. Um, and I know people are like, oh, you can't say it's a choice, but it is a choice, just like anything. Um, it is a choice to affirm my biology or not affirm my biology. Uh, it is a choice to 
and, and when I say that, I'm not saying that the urge or the um, concept isn't a choice or is a choice. Like I, I get that we that we have things that are introduced to us or things that even come from ourselves that are constantly, you know, popping up in our head. Yearnings and temptations yeah. and drives and pushes towards specific things. But that doesn't mean that my identity has to be defined by that because, you know, I choose my own identity. It's really funny that the same movement that says that we uh, basically aren't, that we shouldn't have identity imposed upon us by some sort of, you know, organization or the superego or whatever you want to say is also the same group that says that we must uh, succumb to the urges that we have and that therefore those things must define us. Well, yeah. I mean, when you stop looking to God to define who you are as his creation and you try to define yourself by the things that you do and the the, the feelings that you have and the, the right. natural urges, you know, it you're you're going to cause a, a chaotic situation for yourself. And right. you're not going to find fulfillment in that, quite honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So and Romans, Romans one, uh, I know that it's, you know, I know that it's the hated controversial passage, but Romans one um, speaks a lot about that. Um, and basically it says that, you know, people decided to not look at God. Um, now I'm going to I'm going to vastly paraphrase for my purposes here, but uh, it's people decided to not look at God as the main identifier for who they are their relationship with him, how they should relate to others. They would not worship God as God. Um, and, you know, if you skip a few verses down, and says, uh, claiming themselves to be wise, they became utter fools. And here I think this is, this is what we're looking at. We're looking at this, this claim to... Um, <clears throat> this claim to be wise is coming back to eat itself. Um, I'm looking for a video here. Uh, James Spader. Let me see if I can find it from the office. It's Robert California. Let's see. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's this one. I don't know. Tell me more about what I was what I was uh, going on Romans one while I look for Wait, this. I'm sorry. You mentioned the office, and I just you know the office turned 17 just a couple days. Ago. Are you serious? Yes. Yes, the, the, from the from the first yeah first, yes from the first episode, uh, so uh, basically what Romans is talking about and what Joshua is alluding to there is uh, you know and one of the things even pointed out in there is that uh, our views on sexuality change as well right um, in there so uh, once you look away from that standard. Uh, and you try to find any other standard to live by, which is kind of funny. There, a standard is presented. It's, uh, it's you know, the Bible tells us that, the, you know, all of creation cries out to God and, I, and leads towards God. Uh, so a standard is present. It's just one that people decide, oh, I don't want that standard. Um, so then they choose another standard. Uh, they choose a standard that's based off of self identity and um, I am now setting my own standard once you start to set your own standard uh, everyone is setting their own standard so you literally become like a, you know gaggling geese everybody's honking about how it is that their standard is the best standard and uh, it just causes uh, chaos uh, you literally 
sound like fools and look like fools uh, in those cases. Man, I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to find, find this cold opening. I found just the three second clip of Robert California saying it, but there is this cold opening of the office that they did. Um, man, so in the office they start with cold openings, which is like something that generally isn't connected to the to the actual show itself, to the content of the show. Mm-hmm. It's just something at the beginning where they're doing talking heads or whatever. And they did this cold opening with Oscar who is a gay character talking about how it gets better. Um, But there was a good, let's see. Let's see if it shows up. There was a uh, commentary by Robert California at the end of it that was interesting where Oscar is talking about how it gets better because that was an internet... um, what was that called? It was an internet, uh, I don't know, meme or whatever meme. going around that was, you know, where people would say it gets better, like come out, basically, it gets better. And at the end of it, uh, Robert California comes in and he says, sexuality is a spectrum. Um, so this idea of being gay or hetero doesn't really make sense because all there is is sex. I might be blending two, two things. But, but that, to me, is an example of where we're at in terms of the culture where one thing is starting to outmode the other. And so for the longest time you had this feminism that was seeking identity in in femininity rather than in God. And that has come so far in terms of, that has helped to push uh, our ideology about our identity so far beyond the biblical ideology that it's helped to open the door and championed all these other causes which are now uh fighting each other and that's what we're seeing and i do wonder what's i do wonder what's going to happen in terms of the culture for my children um i know that uh you like now specifically with this sort of thing what conversation can i have with my daughters about being a good woman of God if we can't define it. And so this goes into our next topic. But before we hit our next topic, just to break it up, (laughs) let's hit another Trivial Pursuit. Oh, goodness. James, you're zero for one. Hey, I'm really good at this. Pick a Um, color. uh, Green. Green. What are the two kinds of people in the world, according to Bob? In What About Bob? You know, I I did not see what, what? About Bob. you didn't. No, I mean I saw clips and but you know me, I don't watch a lot of movies. Like All right, that, so there's so. two types of people in the world: those Bob and everyone else, those who like Neil Diamond and those who don't. Okay, <laughs> yeah, no, right there. Well, yeah, I should not have chose green. That's great. That's uh, absolutely ridiculous. Okay, so I'm <laughs> getting my Johnny Carson on. Is that Johnny Carson? He like throws his cards. He's thrown his cards. Yes. Okay. Uh, oh, let's do a quick yeah. look before we hit the last topic. If I can get my computer to work, here we go at what's trending. All right, so this is where we just take a look at what's going on with things in the world. Uh, at what's trending, this is just on YouTube. You can check out what's trending, and uh, there we go. So, 
just so you know, we're going to hit some of these videos and you're going to see, uh, and we don't know what's on them. So, so here we go. Pick one you want to do here, Caution. Jamie. Let's see. There's a uh, TikTok of homeless man declining free meal faces something. Let's see what we got. All right. I'm super, super excited to share with you what I got from Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is an online grocer. Here we go. Woo, that'll do it. (laughs) You don't have to worry about me. You do not have to worry about me. What is going on? It is Andy here, and a TikToker is going viral for sharing a video of a homeless man denying the free food she was trying to give him. Let's talk about this one. TikTok user Ashley Chalby often shares videos of her friends and family for a small audience, but a recent post is quickly going viral, gaining over 300,000 views and hundreds Ridiculous. of shares. Woo, that'll do it. <laughs> you don't have to worry about me. You do not have to worry about me. In the video, Ashley approaches a seemingly homeless man on the streets of New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans and offers him a bag of food. The man denies the free food and seems to look right in the camera before the video cuts off. The text on the screen all right, what do we think about that? Hot take. Uh, hot take, uh, I think. Ruined this my is... body, but great for oh. YouTube. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's from another video where a man ate nothing but hot flaming Cheetos all day. Okay. Um, I don't know if we need to touch on that as well, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it speaks into uh, this idea that, uh, that uh, you know, those that may be begging for food, begging for. Uh, just, you know, basic sustenance, sustenance are, uh, actually just looking for money to do whatever it is that they want to do. And I think that's probably where they're, they're going with that. Um, maybe, maybe it was like McDonald's and they, they're like, no, I only eat, uh, I'm hungry, give me food, but make sure it's healthy. So here's my experience, um, with handing out food because we have a huge homeless population in the Portland metro area where our church is located and uh, my experience is that homeless people have a lot of opportunity to eat right I've had I personally have had food turned down they'll they'll be like you know give me give me a blanket give me whatever but don't give me food I can get food anywhere so and you know they might be right we have we have uh, like a freegan movement for instance, where people like scrounge food from, you know, dumpsters and from the backsides well, of the, restaurants. And yeah, I mean, even the the ad that came on before was for imper- imperfect, imperfect food, food. <laughs> foods that are literally yeah, totally. not good enough to go into the supermarket type situation and are often tossed aside instead of used now sent to your home for your convenience. So I always have this question. Why does that have 300,000 views or whatever it is? Anyway, let's uh, hit one more. What is going on? And is Andy here for all your trending news? And today we're talking about TikTok user Remy Batter. She's known for posting body positive content and calling out fashion and beauty brands that aren't size inclusive for her 2 million followers. She recently added Delta Airlines to the list of brands that only cater to smaller size customers. Remy shared this video of her being unable to buckle her seatbelt on a Delta flight with the caption, and no, I shouldn't need to ask for an extender. It should just be easy. Of course, tagging Delta Airlines. In case you didn't know, a seatbelt extender is a device airlines often keep in mind to give passengers unable to buckle their seatbelts at its current size. Remy argues that a seatbelt extender shouldn't be needed. And the seatbelt should just be made long enough to accommodate. What do you think? 
well, I mean, you get into some safety issues when it comes to seat belts being way too long. But uh, yeah, interesting. Was that is this uh, Delta? Delta. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I'm not going to disparage any particular product, uh, but uh, yeah, there's uh, there's this huge. A uh, huge movement that that this feeds into that uh, you can't say anything having to do with fitness or losing weight or anything because then you're fat phobic, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. this the, you know this kind of ties into it. They call it the body positivity movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so being happy with uh, the size you are and and how you know how whatever weight you may be or however you may look and and that type of thing. So once you uh, put uh, you know put your uh, your your ideals and, and gumption behind those uh, specific aspects of you then you know you're definitely uh, added for for some trouble um, and expecting others to again you're setting a standard that not everybody else has and deciding that your standard is above theirs is always a chaotic thing right right all right one more and then we'll get back to it this is student teacher almost expelled over dress code. Well, be careful with this one. We don't know. <laughs> it's YouTube, so it's probably fine. Did you know that you can make a full-time income okay. from YouTube without ever trying to grow your own channel? Man, we These need are all that. the outfits I've worn recently as a student teacher. I got in really big trouble for this one. And I was actually wearing this exact outfit when I got dress coded for the second time. If I get dress coded one more time, I get kicked out of the program. Weird. What is going on? It is Andy here, and May May is a TikTok creator known for sharing lighthearted content about fashion, beauty, and her daily life as a college student. These are all the outfits I've worn recently as a student teacher. So if you haven't seen my recent videos, you would know that I've been getting dress coded recently. Four of these outfits have gotten me dress coded. Literally just guess which ones they are. Okay, this is outfit number one. It's actually one of my favorites. This is outfit number two. This is outfit number three. I actually got in trouble for wearing this t-shirt because apparently you're only supposed to wear t-shirts on spirit days. Outfit number four. You guys already know that I got dress coded for this one, which to be fair, the leggings were kind of hit or miss, but I got in really big trouble for this one. Okay. I don't understand why she get dress coded for those things, but well, I mean, you can't have graphic <laughs> t-shirts on. Right. That's inappropriate. Well, because once you open up to those graphic t-shirts, then you get Then you got to open up to everything yeah, everybody's else. Everybody's graphic right. t-shirts. Right, right, right. So. That's true. I mean, yeah, you just got to whitelist some things. I mean, I know we can't <laughs> call it a whitelist, but you know, whatever. Uh, okay. Well, ruined my body, oh, but great for YouTube. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you for watching. For your entertainment, for my health's sake, I don't know what else to tell you. All right. <laughs> All right. So maybe you should not uh, eat just nothing but Nothing hot but Cheetos. hot flaming Cheetos, yes, 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 for 24 hours. Um, yeah, I mean, again, just to this, I just go back to what... <laughs> what does the world care about? I don't. I don't even know. I don't know why this. Why these things are important to people, but they are. So, uh, and this is how like our young people it, in particular uh, spend their time. You know, it scratches some itch that uh, that people have. I, I'm not sure exactly why it is. It's just whatever catches uh, catches their attention, and suddenly it's going to be what it is that um, you know we now watch or care about. So. 
So we're monitoring the uh, we're monitoring the feed. So we're nearing the end of our uh, program here. We just have one more thing we want to talk about. So if you want to get in on the conversation, now's the time to do it. That said, we're gonna hit this particular video. So here we go. This is loosely related to the Leah Thomas thing, but it's kind of a big deal for American culture, um, which is you know a trendsetter for the world. If I can get this thing to play, okay. Is that working? Oh, okay. Well, here we go. At least we'll get you the provide remix. a definition for the word woman. Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? N not in, okay. in, in okay. this context. So I'm you not believe a biologist. The meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition. Okay, having a massive technology fail. Uh, I'll see if I can get it to play, but you want to talk about it a little bit? Absolutely. So uh, here we have... Um, uh, Marsha Blackburn is asking the question of Katanji uh, Brown-Jackson. Katanji Brown-Jackson. Jackson? No, Brown. Brown-Jackson, yeah. Yes, Katanji Brown-Jackson, uh, who is the, uh, the president's nominee for the Supreme Court uh, to help fill a, a void that's left there. Um, so th this is uh, just part of the Senate hearings, uh, something as simple as defining uh, a woman um, has been made uh, muddier or unclear. And this is why we say that it leads in uh, or follows along with the, the Leah Thompson story. Uh, once you uh, start uh, messing with the uh, with the, the standards that uh, have been held or are held or agreed upon, it's, uh, you know, becomes a, a slippery slope. Um, when you get to now, we're looking at uh, the possibility of a judge presiding on the Supreme Court uh, that may not be able to appropriately tell uh, what, uh, you know, the definition of, of what a woman is. Um, how does this impact us? Well, it there there are laws and precedents that have specifically to do with the definitions of men and women. There are different ways that men or women are treated uh, in the law based off of, you know, specific uh, crimes and specific things. Uh, there are ways that laws are written in order to protect uh, women uh, specifically uh, from, uh, from men. So if you cannot define who a woman is, how is it that you can appropriately apply these laws um, which is what the Supreme Court does which yeah. is I mean that's the that's the high court I mean when it goes through all other courts and through our appeal system the Supreme Court sets the precedent um, for that right and I think the question was asked specifically for that reason okay let's see this I looks promising about a, a definition for the word woman can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? N not in okay. this context. So okay, so she asked her to provide a definition for the word woman, and she says, no, I can't. Let's get back to it here. I can't. You can't? Not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. The meaning of the word "woman" is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition. 
senator She's in not my wrong about work it being controversial. as a judge, what I do is I address disputes. If there's a dispute about a definition, people make arguments, and I look at the right. law and I decide. Well, so I'm not. The fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something as fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we are hearing about. There you go. Oh, nothing about Cheetos, though. Okay. Yeah, so this is this is kind of where we're at. Um, and so this is, yeah, like James said, this is outside the realm now of uh, the niche of sports. And now we're talking about law. And we have a biological woman who also happens to be up for a position of being a judge in the high court of America who is saying that she can't define what woman is uh, because she's not a biologist. And really what it comes down to is that she can't define what woman is because it is a controversial subject now. Right, and, and her argument is, the, is that she is a, uh, a deciding factor. People right. bring their arguments before her, and you know, there's a debate um, uh, in regards to, to help to define things. Uh, one of the things that uh, her explanation, though, is missing is in order to uh, adjudicate the law, you have to have basic definitions right. that are in place so there's a common understanding for right. you to be able to, to give your opinion based on the facts. Yeah, there's accepted terms. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and so we're we're coming to the place now where the the high court in America is deciding that there's no such thing as accepted terms. Now every single well, where it could be that right. the high court in America that's that's the if she gets confirmed, now we have a judge who's sitting in the high court of America one, probably the first of many who, you know, doesn't believe that you come to the table with established definitions. Everything can be argued. That'd be a great judge to um, to uh, sit before Bill Clinton during the... <laughs> what is the definition of... Is. Is. <laughs> uh, for those of you too young to know. Where was that untrivial pursuit? I would have got that one. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... This is, this is what we're coming to. And why is this important? Well, specifically, going back to the Leah Tom, Tom, Thomas, Thomas the Leah Thomas case, there's a good chance that um, they're going to get sued, that the NCAA is going to get sued, and this is going to be something that comes before the courts, and then you're going to have um, a ruling on the books for how we interpret law in America for uh, the definitions of men and women and so on and so forth. So this is like, uh, this is kind of a big deal. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's, a, it's again, it's, it's literally like Josh was saying earlier, uh, right along with what Romans 1 is saying, uh, you see that uh, we are, you know, deciding in and of ourselves that oh, this is how I wish to define something. And right. since I now wish to define something, I'm forcing you to you wish to define, define it the, the same way. And you're not going to do that because your experience is going to be different than mine. Right. Um, so when you have uh, a, uh, a subjective standard that uh, is going to uh, 
um, change depending on who it is that that's viewing it, then you're setting yourself up for, for chaos. That's my word of the day. I've said it like 50 times, I think. Chaos? Chaos. So what, what can we do as Christians as we're um, gearing up to live in this world without definition? Well, um, obviously, we need to be very clear where it is that we find uh, the definition of these things. Uh, we need to be very clear where it is where we find the uh, the value in ourselves, uh, right? Uh, basically, all of this stems from uh, people not feeling fulfilled, not feeling that they are uh, valued, uh, feeling disjointed in and of themselves, and uh, to look into yourself to try to find, you know, why it is that you're feeling these is not going to lead you towards the solution. Um, it's going to lead you further into that chaos. So you're going to grasp at straws. So as Christians, uh, we need to be able to point uh, to be plugged into the light, as uh, as it says in in First John, to uh, show forth uh, who God is, uh, to show that uh, we have value not because of the the fact that we're men or the fact that we're women, that mm-hmm. we have value because we're a creation of God, uh, and then we don't have to search uh, for these answers in and of ourselves. We have something that gives us that answers, and it's. Uh, it's not going to change based on our perspective or our experience or our subjective truths. It's a, a truth that we can stand firm on. Yeah, I would agree. There's a, I just, I was at a conference, I guess, I guess there's speakers and stuff. Uh, <laughs> I was at a conference and uh, we were listening to a, um, a couple people in the gay Christian movement talking and they were talking about how same sex love is present in the scripture, even if it's not sexual in nature. And I was just thinking about how we, how we've put their, um, we'll call it a class, but what I'm describing is people who have these urges, right? We, how we've put them in a position where, they have to look for definition that way. Um, and we've given them the ability to define things that way because we as Christians have uh, been the ones, we as, I'll say fundamental, I, I think that that is maybe too inclusive of a term and kind of sloppy, but you know, I'm off the cuff here. So um, <clears throat> we as fundamental Christians, as biblical Christians, we have added things to our definition of male and female that have made it so that you can't have a love between same sex that's meaningful um, unless it looks a certain way. So, for instance, we can't just define something as uh, friendship between a man and a man um, if unless it's like bromance, right? Right. And then it's, you know, it doesn't have intimacy, it doesn't have vulnerability. It doesn't have um, guys crying and so on and so forth, right? Instead, it's, you know, buddying around, like basically living in your own buddy cop movie. And that's like the only place that that can live now is in uh, is in a alternative lifestyle because it's inappropriate in the culture of Christianity to have men be that way. And so this, this, it's, it's been accosted by the gay community. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that Christians 
haven't allowed identity to be defined by scripture, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous to think of Jesus having a bromance. That's not at all what we see in scripture, like between him and the apostle John, for instance, which by the way, was cited as a, uh, as uh, as an example, of as an example of same-sex in, love, right? Intimacy. And they can call it, uh, yeah. Again, lean into that. They can call it same-sex love because they because it's not accepted as just love, right? In 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 Christian culture, and so part of the issue is that Christians have created a culture that is unbiblical by getting rid of some things that they should have and taking in other things that they shouldn't have. And that's allowed alternative cultures to pop up and then use those things. Well, that, uh, it's, uh, it's the natural outworking of the stance that the, the church has taken for years mm-hmm. uh, to its detriment, which uh, divides you from anything that might possibly cause any type of temptation because right. that would lead you towards a natural, you know, uh, a natural sin in that regard. Yeah, it's prohibitive rather than right. directive. So instead of learning to deal with those temptations, we're told to to you know we shouldn't have them at all, and mm-hmm. so we don't know how to deal with them when we have those temptations, and that leads us to try to find our own ways to uh, define those and how to deal with those instead of being instructive and saying, "Hey, there's possibility you may be tempted this way." Right. This is where you may search for the answers for that. Equip people uh, instead. I mean, it's the it, it's a basic principle that goes across all sorts of different fields, but we see it now intersecting our lives in a very real way because of the stance uh, that the the church has taken over the years to ban and prohibit instead of educate and inform. Yeah, and I think so. I think that that's one one direction that we can go into. I think that having clear definition for our women and our men of what it means to be men and women as made in the image of God. But that is not the same thing as adding cultural um, uh, standards for what that looks like. Cultural standards such as, you know, uh, a man must be macho, Mm. for instance. Mm. Because what that does is it creates the very problem that we have where people feel like they have to be alternative in order to be Christian. And that's not the case. Yeah. I, it, you, you really have a case of we've, uh, as a society, have elevated uh, s- you know, specific aspects uh, to take prominence where they shouldn't. So now the, the most important thing in the world is sex. Everybody seeks after sex. Everybody should have sex, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's become something that well it's just you know it's more than just a natural biological thing so that's why the old adage like you know you a uh, guy can't have women friends mm-hmm. unless unless there's sex involved somehow right 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 uh completely not true right uh the and that's why you uh, get that morphed into then men have to be friends with men. Well, then how do they deal with uh, the fact that they can't have any female friends and because they're afraid of sex? You, you one informs the other, informs the other, and you have a cascading effect basically. Right, and it's elevated to a place that it doesn't belong as a primary instead of just one of you know many. Uh, aspects of your life. So as we wrap up our show, I think what we're landing on here, uh, Pastor James and and I, what we're landing on here is we need better definition, Um, not just more definition, but better definition for our our people 
Um, and I'm thinking specifically, if I'm just, you know, it might sound selfish, but I'm thinking of my daughters. I'm thinking of all the little girls in the church. Uh, and we have a, we have a decent amount mm-hmm. that are going to grow up not understanding what it means to be a woman because, uh, well, basically it's being stolen from them um, what it means to be a woman. So um, you guys can pray for the culture, pray for where we're at, pray for our young ladies, pray for the biological males who are, I believe, genuinely confused and don't have a place to go uh, within the church to clear up confusion because the church doesn't know what it's doing. And they don't want to deal with it. Right, right. Um, So please pray for them. And uh, you can uh, check out more of our content. Um, We're going to wrap the show up, producers, so... Uh, I don't know if you got a slide for that, but uh, we uh, you can check out more of our content. We do Culture Insanity whenever we have something to talk about, um, which there's a lot to talk about right now, so keep your eyes on these things. We also have Truth Time with Pastor Monty coming up on Tuesday, and uh, we have the Bible with Pastor Adam every Wednesday at 1030. Uh, and please feel free to check out our weekly sermons which we're doing. Are you up for a weekly sermon? Uh, one more week and I'll be up. One more week. So you get Pastor Colin, right? Pastor Colin and then Pastor James comes on. All right. So we got a lot going on. Um, feel free to check all that stuff out and cue the music. The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lafayette Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network.